Greetings to my lovely audience. My name is Sylvan. I use he, him pronouns, and welcome back to LGBTQSU. Hey, everybody. Hope you're all having a great day. I am kind of sweaty. <laughs> uh, I just, I'm in a, not the full suit at this point, but I'm in pretty much a full suit at the moment because I just got finished a choir concert like 10 minutes ago. Um, so I just kind of left and came straight here to record the episode for today. Uh, so you're welcome for that. And uh, and also you're welcome for you not having to be near me right now because being on testosterone just over a year now, uh, I'm sweaty and I probably smell bad. <laughs> but y'all didn't y'all don't need to know that anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm very busy at this point. Um, I forgot how hectic it gets the last couple of weeks of the semester. Um, to be fair, this is only my second one. But like even at the end of like a normal school year, like back in high school and stuff, that would be. Like, it, it always gets really busy towards the end of the semester. Um, and I kind of forgot. It snuck up on me. Uh, this whole semester has been kind of weird in that, like, it feels really slow in the moment. But then you look at the day on the calendar and you're like, oh, I have three weeks left of school. <laughs> Which is basically what I've been doing. It also didn't occur to me until, like, literally also two minutes before I started recording that this is, like, the third to last, like, second or third to last episode for the year. Of course, I will be bringing the podcast back. I will be bringing that back. Um, like, that will be happening next year. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I kind of I didn't realize that it's, it's like, the end. We're, we're, getting, we're getting to the end of the year here. Uh, and it's, it's coming up fast. Coming up fast. Uh, not fast enough, but also not, like, too fast, you know? Because... <laughs> uh, well, I was I was having that freak out of, oh, my God, I have to move out of here in, like, a month and, like, go home. I have to go home. I've been here for so long. What do you mean I'm going home and, like, staying there for a long time? But I did actually just apply for a summer job on campus. So uh, I, you know, if all things if all things go well, I will be here for the summer. Um, so I still have to move out of my dorm in a month, but I don't have to move three hours home, which is great for my mental state just because the idea of having to like re-normalize my life and how I do things no that's I don't like that no it sucks I hate doing that so we're not going to this this summer and I'm very excited um hopefully going to be getting to stay with some of my friends on campus so that'll be super cool but it is still the 2021 to 22 school year, and that means that it's still, you know, we still got a podcast to do today. So today's episode is about asexuality. So immediately, I know that somebody out there is cringing, and it makes me upset because the reason that there that there's somebody cringing out there is there was slash is a lot of debate over whether asexuality is even an LGBT identity. Um, but of course, for anybody who doesn't know that term, you might be even more confused. Like, wait, I don't even know what this term means. And now you're telling me it's not even queer. What are you talking like? What, what are you doing? So asexuality is describes any person who does not experience sexual attraction or it's in a way that is less than or different than most. So the term asexual is a bit of an, a it's an umbrella term at this point in the way that, but it, it's an umbrella term in the way that like non-binary is an identity, but also an umbrella term for anything that's not on the binary. So that's why the definition goes for goes further to say um, experiences sexual attraction in a way that's less than or different than most, because there's um, the two main like umbrella 
identities that you'll find attached to asexual most of the time are demisexual and gray sexual so demisexual means this person needs an emotional connection before sexual attraction can develop so the average person could see somebody on the street and be like wow they're really attractive i would like to have certain types of relations with this person i'm that's gonna be you're gonna have a fun time listening to me censor this episode because i don't know how to talk about this in a way that's gonna not get me taken off the air (laughs) uh but anyway yeah so like the average person might see somebody on the street and be like yeah they're very attractive i would like to have relations with this person a demisexual would not feel that way they need an emotional connection before that attraction can develop the term gray sexual means this person only experiences sexual attraction a small portion of the time so it's not reliant on an emotional connection but it doesn't happen very often um in my experience with people like interacting with people mostly online but i do know a couple of asexual people in my personal life um from in my personal experience a lot of gray sexual people start out as just identifying as asexual but then realize oh wait no there is like a very small portion of the time that i can have that attraction there so those are the two most common asexualities that you might that you might come across even if you're not in a lot of lgbtq circles um so now we can move into some of the common myths or misconceptions about asexuality because these myths and misconceptions are what spark the issue of people thinking that asexual people are not queer specifically cishet asexual people um there's argument that those people are not queer this is a pro asexuality podcast y'all are queer if you identify as such i don't think that it's up to it's not up to the rest of us to determine whether an asexual person is queer it's up to the asexual person as to whether they identify as queer or not because of course some of them may not but as a whole this is a pro asexuality pro asexuals are lgbtq podcast just by the way y'all are this is a safe space so a lot of the debate there's like there's one major misconception about asexuality that i think attributes to most of the debate and most of the issue which is thinking that it's the same as celibacy those are not the same thing so celibacy for those unaware is means that you are making the choice to not have sexual relationships celibacy is a choice to not have sex asexuality is about the lack of attraction to other people so they're not the same thing celibacy is a choice asexuality is just an adjective describing the way that something is so that is that is a very that's right off the bat that's not right also there it's 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 its own myth and misconception but it's very much tied to this in that not like there's a myth that no asexual person has ever or will ever have sex which is not true um there's there's terms that have been that have been made by the asexual community to describe certain behaviors of asexual people um so there's sex positive sex neutral and sex repulsed asexual people as far as i'm aware those are the only terms um of course please correct me if i'm wrong uh but i do believe that those are the those are the three terms to describe the the behaviors and the 
desires of asexual people. So the names are pretty self-explanatory, but sex positive is an asexual person who enjoys having sexual relationships with other people and enjoys that. Just because somebody doesn't have a, have an attraction for somebody personally doesn't mean that they can't enjoy having that kind of relationship with them. Um, like, think about it. Think about it in the in the way that plenty of people will like, you know, go out to the bar and spend the night with someone that they weren't they might not have been particularly attracted to. But they still did that with them because it wasn't about the person. It was about the action. And that's kind of the same thing. Um, not not the exact same, especially. And it also, of course, depends on the situation. There's always nuance. But you can think about it in that way in that like if if that's something that you're struggling with the idea that like oh well why would you do that if you're not attracted to that person a lot of non-asexual people do that and they don't get any crap so there is that um and then sex repulsed asexuals are as the name might suggest generally repulsed by sex and the idea of it they do not want anything to do with it they won't do it with their partner they won't they they don't they don't have sex and that's fine um, and then, of course, sex neutral generally means they don't really care. It's not really their thing. They may not actively seek it out. Um, but, you know, they might do that to please their partner, to have that relationship with that person or all of these other things. They just generally don't feel one way or the other about the, the act of sex itself. They just don't have that attraction there. Or, of course, if they're one of the umbrella identities, um, you know, a, the demi person that's sex neutral doesn't really care um, that they're not sexually attracted to people. And if they do have that sexual attraction, they may or may not want to act on it, things like that. Um, so those are some important terms to know and also, you know, partly debunks the thing that asexuality is the same thing as celibacy because it's not. Um, and some other some other myths and misconceptions is that thinking that asexual people are just a late bloomer or that they haven't met the right person. A lot of younger asexual people will get this will get this thrown at them. Of course, to be fair, just given the nature of how life works, um, a lot of the people that identify as asexual are part of the younger generations because, you know, we're the ones that found the terminology and have been doing a lot of the work to destigmatize these things. Um, but particularly, like, asexual people that are under the age of 18 or even just under the age of, like, 20 or 25 get this a lot. Um, and... For, the, for one, even if this person is just a late bloomer or they haven't met the right person, that's fine. A lot of people have this problem with the idea of identities and labels changing over time. But, like, everything about anybody is always fluid and changing. There is no solid identity that can encapsulate somebody 100% perfect. Well, okay, there are almost no labels that enca can encapsulate somebody 100% perfectly for their entire life. It is, even even the way that you identify with that label and how you see that label can change. Like for me, since I came out as trans mask, I've always identified as trans masculine. And I've always, I've always identified as, as a guy, but my exact relationship with that label and my understanding of my own identity under that label has changed in this amount of time so there is no label that is 100 percent stuck and has to stay there like till the day you die 
experimenting with a label doesn't mean you have to stick with it. And it's okay if that label changed. And it's okay if you thought that you were asexual, but it really did turn out that you're just a late bloomer or that you just hadn't met the right person. Although the idea that somebody just hasn't met the right person for them to be attracted to, that just fits under the demisexual umbrella. But still, like a lot of people get this in a very negative context in the, oh, just shut up about it. You're just being dramatic. You're being, you're trying to be special when you're not. Um, and it causes a lot of problems for people. <laughs> um, but that's that's the next topic. We're not done talking about the myths and misconceptions. Um, so um, more about that late bloomer and haven't met the right person thing though, is that for a lot of people, a lot of asexual people, this isn't the case. Like 95 or no, I would argue 99.9% .9 of the time, no one will just look at a label, not even think about it at all, and then just throw it on themselves and make a whole deal out of it. That doesn't happen. Despite popular belief, <laughs> this doesn't happen. A lot of people, like most of the time, there is a lot of like frustration and build up to a label, especially something like asexuality where it's one has all of this stigma and debate around it which why would you want to just throw yourself into that if you weren't actually identifying with that label and also it's it can honestly be one of those identities that like you have to like narrow down to get to that it's like you you identify that way not by default that's not that's not what it that's not what the word that I'm looking for, but basically, like, you, ha like, knock everything else off the list before you get to this label, where you might be like, well, <laughs> I have actually heard that a lot of asexual people um, will think that they're bi for a while because they feel the same way towards both, like, towards both men and women, but the thing is what they're feeling is nothing. <laughs> they're feeling nothing towards both, so they thought they were bisexual for a long time, and then they were like, oh, no, there's just nothing there. That's it. There's nothing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's a lot of frustration and buildup that comes along with this label. And even if they are just a late bloomer, that's okay. So that myths out the window. That's done. We're, we're, done, de we're done dissecting that one. Um, the last one on my list, although, of course, there are other misconceptions and other myths that you can come across. I am not asexual myself. I did mention I do have per asexual people in my personal life, but that doesn't give me, like, a firsthand basis on what this is, on what this all means to, like, be, to be asexual and all of the different things that you may encounter while trying to have people understand and accept you. Um, but anyway, the last on my list is thinking that asexual people can never have a relationship. This also ties back into the sex positive, sex neutral, sex repulsive thing. But this is just not true. Th this is simply not true. There's a lot of people that, like, there are a lot of asexual people out there that have relationships. Um, and some, you know, for, for any of you out there that are thinking, wow, how can this, how, how can this be? How can this, how can you do this? There's a lot of people that asexuals can match up with. I didn't, I just literally was thinking of these off the top of my head. So some people that asexuals can match up with. Another asexual person. Someone who doesn't really care about sex in their relationships. Someone who's polyamorous and therefore doesn't have to worry about that, needing, that need being met with this spe specific partner. And again, some asexual people have those relationships with their partners. Is Even if there isn't that individual attraction to your partner there. Um... 
So again, tying back into the sex positive, sex neutral thing. Um, if an asexual is sex positive, then there's a lot of people that they can match up with. That may not be an issue at all. Um, if they're sex neutral, again, kind of fair. Sex repulse is where some asexual people, especially in modern day relationships, can have a lot of issues because a lot of relationships, well, the, the idea of relationships and, the, and everything surrounding relationships at this point in today's society is very sex focused. It is very much about the sex and if they're like it's it's seen that like if there isn't sex it's a bad relationship and that's not the case there are plenty of people out there that have completely fulfilling relationships that never have sex and there are some people that that is a very central thing for them and they may not want to be with somebody that's a sex repulsed asexual person and that's fair that's okay but the idea that asexual people can never have a relationship and that they're just going to be alone forever is simply not true um and actually, pretty good, pretty good segue that I, I should have put in my own script here um, is that there technically one more myth or misconception is that asexual people don't face discrimination, which is another reason why people think that asexual people aren't queer. So I'm let me let me talk more about that instead of just like dancing around it and mentioning it. So there have been I haven't seen it very much anymore. Um, but then again, I'm not on Tumblr, nor was I ever on Tumblr personally, so it may still be happening somewhere there, because that's where, that's where a lot of it was in the first place, but, um, a couple years ago, um, like, it was, like, a hot, hot debate when I was in middle school, um, so that would have been, like, five or six years ago, um, Jesus Christ, <laughs> five or six years ago, anyway, um, it was like a hot debate back then. I haven't seen it now, but I'm sure that there are, of course, you know, you could bring it up in a room of 100 queer people and there would be some discussion about it, whether it's all positive, all negative, or somewhere in between. Um, but there was a huge debate and issue over whether asexual people were allowed in the community and were valid because a lot of the people that were anti-asexuality being LGBTQ were saying that, Asexual people never get discriminated against. Why do they need the community? They're just trying to be queer. Like, they're just trying to... They're trying to appropriate our spaces and they're trying to take away our resources. Which, at the time and now, just infuriates me because I don't understand that logic. Um, distinctly, I remember in middle school, in my art school... So I, I went to a performing arts middle and high school. There was lots of gay people all the time. Multiple teachers were gay. The principal was gay. She was awful, but, like, she was gay. Um, and, like, all like very positive area. Of course, there's going to be the homophobes and the transphobes. That's, that's just how it is. But, like, I went to a very accepting school, all things considered. And the GSA, or what we had named the Free to Be You, was like in a screaming match over this one day because all of the eighth graders that for the record they um 90 percent of them actually are kind of not great people um but anyway um all of them like almost all of the eighth graders at the time were like no asexual people aren't queer they're trying to take away our spaces they're trying to do all like this and that and the rest of us were looking at them like are you dumb are you 
is what? Because like it it doesn't make sense to me. That arg- that argument doesn't make sense because how would asexual people take their resources? Is there a limited amount of support that we can get? Like, do we have a quota for how much cis-set support we can get through the year? And God forbid the asexuals get like 2% of that quota. What? I don't, I don't understand. What resources are they appropriating? And the idea, like a huge thing in that debate, I put quotes in front, I, I did air quotes because it really wasn't a debate like I said it was a screaming match basically um because the eighth graders got very personally offended when they the ones who brought it up were not in the majority (laughs) um but like some something that was like their main argument was that asexual people don't face discrimination first of all they do second of all what (laughs) why is that why must you require somebody to go through something terrible like discrimination in order for them to be accepted? Because that means that a lot of the younger generation that's actually being raised in supportive households, they're not gay anymore. (laughs) They've never been discriminated against, so clearly they're not gay. No, that's not how this works. Yes, the community was established in order to work against discrimination and to unite each other, but at no time was the community meant to be the discrimination olympics at no time was that the was that the case or the purpose of the lgbtq community coming together we came together to unite and to to remind ourselves and everyone else that we are normal there's nothing wrong with us and we're not going anywhere and by definition someone who is not cishet so someone who is not cisgender and heterosexual is not like they that is queer so being asexual means that you are not simply cishet there is a label there and again if an asexual person personally does not identify as being queer that's a decision for them to make but it shouldn't be our decision to say no if they would like to close that door for themselves, that's great, and that's good for them, and I'm happy that they have realized that that's not a label that they want on themselves. But it is not for us non-asexual people to shut that door on them. That's not okay. And the community should never be about the Discrimination Olympics of, oh, well, gay people face more discrimination than bisexual people because bisexual people can be in straight passing relationships and people that are bi aren't in the that are in a straight relationship aren't in the community anymore like that doesn't help anybody that really doesn't help anybody so there is that but for the record asexual people do face a lot of discrimination despite this common idea that they don't um and yeah, a lot of this harassment and this this judgment that they can receive can stem from things that aren't just their asexuality. Like, asexual women in particular may face a lot of harassment for turning down someone's advances because they're also women. But they're also receiving this discrimination because they are asexual. And non-female asexual people can receive the same harassment. They also may receive judgment from peers for not, like, taking those steps and maturing and, like, 
becoming a man and having sex for the first time and stuff like that. Um, and there have also been instances of extreme violence that I really can't describe on the air because it would just immediately get taken down. Um, but they're receiving the, st- the same discrimination that queer people like that other queer people can get like other just gay people and bisexual people and trans people the exact language isn't the same perhaps but they do face discrimination so like even if asexual people didn't face discrimination why should that be what we're qualifying as queers you have to have been discriminated against for you to be queer but even in that even then asexual people do face discrimination so i really don't understand this logic and there is of course this horrible uh, discrimination in the queer community which is a huge issue i could make a whole episode about how hateful some people in this community can be um and how discriminate discriminatory queer people can be against other queer people like the this this idea that bisexual like lesbians don't want to be with bisexual women because they've been with men and the idea that like like the the gold star lesbian concept of a lesbian who's never been with a man and therefore they're a better lesbian than someone who has um trans people being discriminatory against non-binary people um caitlin jenner uh trans women being anti-trans women uh the, the the person that made rocky horror um like, all of these things. Like, I could talk about that forever. But, like, asexual people do face a lot of discrimination. And it is a huge issue. So, to wrap up the end of this episode, what are some things that we non-asexual people can do to to better understand and aid our asexual siblings in this community? Um, of course, there's just the... There is just the the, the action of supporting them. Just... If somebody tells you they're asexual, just saying, I believe you, I support you, I, like, all of these things. Like, that's just, that's a very first, basic first step. Um, Reading on different asexual identities and personal anecdotes and statements from asexual people can be incredibly helpful. Um, If you see, like, really informative posts about asexual people online, like on Instagram, you can share them to your story, share them with your friends. Um, If you see somebody that is being hateful against asexual people if and and you are safe to do so of course standing up for for them even if they're not there and reminding people that you know like there there isn't this need for this hatred and this discrimination um and finding asexual resources online to like whether they're on instagram like i said like those posts that you might find or going out of your way to like make those posts or to just find articles online um there's lots of different things that you can do to support asexual people and um just a lot of it really does boil down to just believing them and not not trying to argue their own identity because i wouldn't want somebody to argue with me about my identity so why would i why would i argue about someone else's um so yeah that's that's our discussion on asexuality um and i do hope I hope that I used all the correct language. I really did try my best. As I said a few times, I'm not asexual. Um, But I really do hope that I have all the terminology right. And of course, please let me know if I don't. Um, Anything like that. And yeah, I I hope you guys learned something new today. Uh, I hope you guys had 
I hope you guys had fun, you know, sitting here listening to me ramble for 27 minutes about asexuality. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, also, uh, final heads up before I wrap up the episode. The, the thing I mentioned a couple episodes back at this point um, about how one of these episodes is going to be, like, a school project. I'm using it as a project for one of my finals. That should be the last episode that goes out um, for the year. That should be the last one. Um, which I'm excited. I'm getting more of my research done. Going to be working on that more later. Um, but that should be coming up. Uh, I'm hoping that it should go up the last week, like the week of finals. That should be like the last one, maybe the week before. Really depends on when I can get in here and record it and when I can, you know, finish the project itself to be able to come in and record it. Um, so yeah, that'll be going up soon and that should wrap up this season i guess of lgbtqsu so yeah with with that note uh i hope you guys have a great rest of your day hope you guys have a great week trucking through to the end of the year we are almost there only three weeks left of classes and then one week of finals and we are out of here except for me i'm just moving across campus for the summer but yeah uh have a great one everybody and i will see you next week